The Lord be with you. When we think of Pentecost, we think of fire. We picture curling flames over people's heads, little lights of fire that don't burn. We've also talked about Pentecost being the church's birthday. The day the church came into being, a gathering of people who love God and seek to live with and for him. And both of these images are right. But what comes before fire? What comes before life? Breath. Oxygen. Something we can't see but sustains our very existence. For fire to burn, it needs oxygen. Our many firefighters here at FBC will tell you that without oxygen, fire will die out. When we're born, the first thing we do is draw breath. Up to this point, we've been encased in this warm, watery home of amniotic fluid. We're pushed into the world, and the first thing we do is inhale and then exhale. Sometimes quietly, sometimes screaming with all the air our little lungs can push out. Pentecost is that baby's first loud breath, a loud proclamation, a breathing in and out of the Holy Spirit, the holy breath that has been gifted to us. Luke separates the telling of the crucifixion, resurrection, and Pentecost. But if we re-image them together, we can imagine the crucifixion as the horrible labor pains of the church, the resurrection as the church's actual delivery, and Pentecost as the relief and joy of a new baby's first breath. Indeed, baby. The word spirit is derived from the word pneuma. The word pneuma means breath or breathed, or to be breathed. In this moment of Pentecost, in the holy breath of God, that Jesus promised would be sent to his believers. Now, the Holy Spirit has always been present. In Genesis 1-2, at the very beginning of the Bible, we hear of God's breath sweeping over the waters to begin the process of creation. In John 20 22, The first time that Jesus appears to the disciples after his resurrection, Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, there are about 100 references to the Holy Spirit. And in the New Testament, that number jumps up to 250 times. Now, last week, if the children who were here last week remember, we were detectives looking for clues for about Well, about who Jesus is. This week, we're going to be detectives of the Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew Bible, the Spirit of God is referred to in the feminine. In the New Testament, the Greek refers to the Spirit in a neutral manner. And in later days, Latin translators changed it to the masculine. This is not how it was originally written. According to scholar Wilda Gaffney, If we lived in Jesus' time, we would likely have heard verses like John 14, 17 in Aramaic as, This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, 
because it neither sees her nor knows her. You know her because she abides in you and she will be in you. Now, I would like us, this isn't a sword drill, but I'd like us to grab the pews from in front of you. If you want, you don't have to, but if you want to exercise, we're going to look up, we're going to be detectives for the Holy Spirit. So the first passage I would like us to look up is John 16, 13. So I'll give you a moment. Rose, I saw that smile. You remember sword drills, don't you? Who could look up the verse the fastest? It's not a competition this morning. I was never fast enough. The Presleys always won sword drills in my group. So in John 16, 13, if we look at it, and I'm going to read Will the Gaffney's translation of this verse, but if we read it together, I'll read it aloud. When the spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all the truth, for she will not speak of her own will, but will speak whatever she hears, and she will declare it to you the things that are to come. So what do we learn about the Holy Spirit in this passage? And feel free to yell out if you want to. What's a word that sticks out to you possibly? Yes, yes. And truth, the spirit of truth in that very beginning, that first bit, absolutely. And the next verse is fortunately just across the page, John 14, 26, depending on how small the font is in your Bible. It could be one page back. When we read John 14, 26, it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. There's a couple things in this. And again, feel free to yell them out loud. What, we, what are the clues about the Holy Spirit in this passage? Advocate. Yes, advocate. Thank you, choir. (laughs) Pardon? In my name. Yes, so the Spirit comes in the name of God. There's teaching. There's comfort there, too. It doesn't necessarily say the word comfort, but there's also comfort in there. All right, the last verse we're going to look up is Ephesians 1.17. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. Anyone want to yell out those? Wisdom, right. And one more. Revelation. The Holy Spirit reveals things to us. Thanks. It was good to get those Bible pews out for a change. (laughs) In other passages, we find words of grace, eternal glory, promise, and faithful. This is who Jesus has sent to us. This who is with us always. On the day of the Holy Spirit's arrival, sequestered away in a closed room, is a group of Jesus' followers People who are anxious and waiting, waiting for the promised breath and the Spirit of God to descend upon them 
and show them what to do. Then suddenly, from heaven comes this sound like a mighty rushing wind, and the Holy Spirit has arrived. The sound is so loud that people all over Jerusalem flock to this house where this sound has emanated from and gather there just as Jesus' followers have been breathed on by God. And just like that, the baby who takes in their first breath of air and lets it out loudly proclaiming to all who can hear that they have been born and they are here in this world, so too the newborn church of Christ followers proclaims their presence in the world. The Spirit came to them in the inner room and now wants each believer to go out and share the good news. Inhale, exhale. And who, after they have taken in the holy breath, is the first one to proclaim to speak of this gift? Peter, dear, fiery, passionate, sometimes blundering, inconsistent, repentant, excited, committed Peter. If this complex person can breathe out life with Christ, we all can. Like Peter, we have received the Holy Spirit, the holy breath of God. Inhale. Each day as we go about our lives, we breathe out the Holy Spirit on all those we meet. That's our exhale. Breath can be life-giving. And, as the last two years have shown us, breath can be life-taking as well. We have the ability to do good or to harm with our very breath. In an amazing book, The Wisdom of Your Body by Hilary McBride, Canadian researcher and clinical psychologist talks about breath with Rabbi Waskow. We are invited to see God in all breathing things. There is no language, no culture, no those people or that person who does not breathe. What we breathe in is the air that is mixed with the breath of all others, or what Waskow calls interbreathing. What we put into the world with our bodies is taken up by other bodies and living beings. He suggests that our interconnectedness to all living things through breath, the way we breathe life into one another, is somehow the sound of the name of God. Inhale the holy breath and exhale the love of God. Let's mark this moment and breathe, intentionally, with gratitude, and with the knowledge of our interconnectedness. Bell Hooks states, the light of love is always in us, no matter how cold the flame. It is always present, waiting for the spark to ignite, waiting for the heart to awaken. Take in the holy breath of the Spirit that will ignite the flame of love in our hearts and breathe out love. Inhale, exhale. A few weeks ago, Grant McIntyre, our own Grant McIntyre, wrote Prayers of the People, and I would like to end this morning by reading one passage from that prayer. Hear these words and be nourished by them, just as we are about to be nourished at the table.
God, as we wake or sleep or work or study or wait or parent or weep or sing, breathe your life into us so we breathe out life to those around us. May it be so.